0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. And now a word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness is upon us. We're right in the middle of it. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, we are in here for another episode of Believe in Kentucky on the Bleed Podcast Network, number one podcast network for professionals, alongside UK's fifth all-time leading scorer, second all-time in steals. I'm talking about double zero TD. My name is Vinny Hardy. What's good with you, TD?
2: Man, I'm happy to be back, man. I feel like I'm, I'm back, back to uh, to the mainland. You know, it's like being on an island and you got your face down and you really can't can't get off that. Uh, off that boat man you know but it's been good you know just uh with all the March Madness taking place and you know me doing stuff in Nashville coming back and working with Turner Studios uh doing some live streaming with uh one of my good buddies Rex Chapman and Dave Briggs you know yeah so we you know we, we had a lot of fun over four days you know just really just talking about uh basketball seeing how the uh tournament is going and you know cuz there been a lot of upsets um and i think it's so funny this year with with so many upsets is we have to pay pay respect to we call it the left coast the west coast uh west coast is representing wow they're their thing right now
1: wow they they getting tired of getting disrespected and they <laughs> they they made a statement this man they made a statement
2: <laughs> yeah they are they you know it, it's funny too cuz like, I, I forget about the West, man. When we start, whenever a tournament starts, you know, we'll look at the Power Five conferences. You know, you look at the ACC, the Big E's, the Big Ten, uh, the Big 12, and then the SEC, and sometimes I forget about the Pac-12. I mean, the Pac-12 has been, has been that week, and they haven't really done anything in football, so we kind of forget about the Pac-12, you know. But this year, just how the game is and just watching them play – and even though Gonzaga is not, you know, a Pac-12 team, which they should be, I don't know why they're not playing in the Pac-12. I haven't figured out yet. Maybe it's it's because, uh, no, it has to be because of football, but basketball, very capable of playing with, with any conference. But how I look at the West is, you know, it's funny because Mick Cronin is a guy that really wants to play defense. And, you know, when you get a UCLA job, you know, those fans, when they – I guess got tired of Ben Howland. They was like, they were upset because the games were in the fifties and sixties. They wanted to see more up tempo. They wanted to see some eighties and nineties game games in the eighties and nineties. And when you watch it right now, you know you're watching the, these teams out west. You know they're getting up and down the court. You know they they have athletes they can compete. But when you in the south, we don't get many of those games, and most of it because of you know the time, uh, the time schedule. You know with games starting at maybe. 10, 11 o'clock like mm-hmm. how many times are you you up watching Gonzaga play at 10 11 like they come on I see it
1: yeah
2: but you know man I'm getting ready for bed around mm-hmm. that time so we're actually missing out on some of the talent that that's being displayed in um on the west coast but it's funny watching Johnny Ju saying and, and you know we we, we really got to get into that one I'm just like because it's funny my brother called me he was like I kept seeing that name he said man I've seen that kid somewhere I was like, yeah, the kid that transferred from Kentucky was like, oh, that kid. I was like, yeah, that kid is getting buckets right now.
1: Be on the all tournament team if it was if it ended right now. He's he's on the all tournament team.
2: Man. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt, you know. But I, I think just you know getting the confidence, you know, and getting the chance to play and showcase your talent, and you know. I think so many times it's not so much the kid. I think it's the parents because of what other parents, the success they've had at Kentucky and kids not wanting to wait their turn.
1: Are you a night owl, a night owl that has trouble sleeping? Does your mind start racing as soon as your head hits the pillow? That's the worst. Sunday Scaries, delicious, vitamin-boosted, THC-free CBD gummies will chill you out in about 20 minutes they help you decompress, maintain your composure, clear your head, and fall asleep. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code BELIEVE for your discount. That's promo code Believe for 25% off at Sundayscaries.com. They're freaking amazing and you won't regret joining their squad.
2: I, I think so many times it's not so much the kid. I think it's the parents because of what other parents, the success they've had at Kentucky, and kids not wanting to wait their turn, um, you know, and expect and do well right away. You know, you, you look at the talent we had this year. It was, to me, I thought this year's class. And remains to be seen. I think it was an overrated class, you know, and, and we'll see going forward, you know, what, what comes out of this class, but from the players, you know, how you build your name is, though you use March Madness, if you, if you can advance and get to a couple of rounds, but you know, college basketball is a platform for these guys. And that's what we saw with Zion. You, you think at that Zion would been able to sign like a 70- I
1: want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process and for sneaker sellers out there ebay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers 100 and up making it free to sell or flip your collection go to ebay.com sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection.
2: You no, know, and, and although Jalen will be a, you know, a lottery pick, so he'll get his money back, you know, and he'll start out. But why would you give up building your brand like a Zion? And that's, that would have been the advice that I would have gave like a Jalen Green. Is like, Hey man, you know, you come out, you blow it up, you do what you got to do, whatever college you go to, you build in your brand. So now everybody knows, because nobody, think about when he get drafted, he's, he's been there for a year unless you follow the AAU circuit, you're not really going to know him like that. Now, he's an explosive player. I really like his game, and I've seen him play several times. But, you know, if he had to come out right now, he could be like a number two, number three pick. Who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. You answered just one of the questions that a listener sent in, Steve Azul has sent it in, why are so many young guys wanting to go to the G League and then go to the NBA? You, I mean, I didn't even have to ask the question because that was, that was basically – his question that you just nailed, um, and when we first started, I know you, I know you was fact checking when I said second and steals. I could see you was like making sure I was up on my stats, wasn't you? You was you was like make sure Vin saying the stats right. <laughs> I was
2: saying, <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, man. I, you know what, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne trying to play in too many games, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Wayne, Wayne was. I I told Wayne, I say, if I really could have got a chance to got to get the playing time as a freshman. I really could have, you know, put some, you know, put a little distance on it It made it tough for you, you know, to get to me as far as like being second and steals. You know, I, I take pride in my defense, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But what I will say, and a lot of people don't know, I say the all time leading NCAA score. So people never talk about that and threes made. So when you look up, you look up, look it up again, you'd be like, let me, let me look up and see what, see what everybody at Kentucky has done in NCAA tournament. Like, they don't ever talk about the tournament points and tournament uh, threes and steals and all that. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, the most important games
1: Yeah,
2: I played. You know, I, I got buckets in them games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking back. I was looking, I was talking about <laughs> uh, my brackets, and uh, I had Illinois going all the way, so brackets destroyed. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to tell you how to throw it. So I'm, I'm going back. I'm watching the Sumo. I'm like, the Sumo, you're supposed to be the best player on the floor. And all you can give me is nine points, nine points, five or six turnovers. And you lose to like all of Chicago. all Chicago, and I'm just like, there's no way I'm going out like that. I, I just don't see myself being a score, being a a, a draft pick. Not going out with 25, 30 points. Like even even Luke Garza, who yeah, he might, if he is, he's a late pick second round because he has slow feet. But mm-hmm. he gave him 36 though.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he
2: went out, he was like, Man, I'm, I'm giving you 36. Regardless, we might lose. But you know, even Kate Cunningham, you know, what 24, 26, somewhere like that. But mm-hmm. dude, the, the the best you can give me is nine points. Like mm-hmm. I I was I was so disappointed in how he played. And, you know, because he wasn't one of those guys that was like, you know, going to be a lottery pick, you know. But, you know, he good size, uh, a couple triple-doubles he had, first-team All-American, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was expecting so much out of him. And when I look at him, I'm like, man, not only did you mess my bracket up, you know, you destroyed my bracket, which I'm still pissed at. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you might have messed your draft situation up because they're looking at you in the biggest game. Mm -hmm. And what what I saw he he was struggling with is that he was struggling with making decisions, using pick and roll. Now, what you got to, what your coach got to do is, and we did this some years ago when I was on the staff, uh, I think it was my second year with Coach Cal. We started running pick and rolls instead of going left. Brandon, um, Brandon was really good. He was good going right. Mm -hmm. So he's like, be nice. We're going to keep you going right. So, you know, we, you know, but, I saw it at practice. I was like, you know, his decision-making going left wasn't as good as it was going right, so you got to switch sides of the court and make sure that if you run the pick-and-roll, you got to run the pick-and-roll, but also you got to – if you don't see the see the options, you got to show him where the options are at. So now he's making the right read because you can't keep putting the guy in the pick-and-roll and he's not making the right read because what usually happens, you're going to make them change their coverage. And another thing Illinois didn't do, they didn't make an adjustment to the one-plated that – <laughs> that all ran the whole game. It's like, dude, you can't be serious with this. Like, like, what kind of adjustments are you going to make? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think great coaches know how to make adjustments. Like, in-game, halftime, timeouts. And that's the difference between when I look at some of these coaches who are getting paid $6, $7, 8000000 million. It's like, Ooh. for real, seriously?
1: You're
2: going to let this team beat you? And not only beat you, but beat you because you never made an adjustment.
1: It's like, Underwood was just – it's like he he was just clueless over there, for Illinois. He, he didn't. Was. He, he was. You standing over there like I don't know what to do.
2: It, it was like he had no answers. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like they run the same play, and they're just picking your part. But you 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 can't you can't bring Kofi up and and tell him, okay, man, you know what? You got to pressure. You got to pressure the pass. You know we, we we gotta we gotta trap this. We gotta. It was just like. You know, and I and I see this sometime, a lot of times, because these these coaches and, and assistant coaches, they're prep, they're prepping for these games, giving me a sky report. But you gotta have if something's not working, like you gotta change your game plan. And it was like they had a game plan going in and Laola changed their game plan and and they never made an adjustment to it. And that's what I'm saying about not to say he's not a good coach. I'm you know, when I when I say great coach, you, you need to have a, a championship behind you like i don't care how many times you got to the tournament that's great but you know maybe a conference title but when you win a national championship and even sometimes with that being said when i look at greatness i look at a great coach is coach kate he's won multiple titles Mm -hmm. i look at bobby knight i look at billy donovan he's more he's won more than one title no because I always tell people, okay, we look at all these coaches who won one title, you know, and I don't want to start naming the ones who won one title, but I say, what make those coaches who still have jobs, still getting paid a lot of money, what make those coaches different from Kevin Ollie? <laughs> think about it. Think, think about what I'm telling you right now.
1: Got he had one. the same
2: <laughs> amount of titles as all these coaches that are supposed to be great coaches now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they have how many titles?
1: One. Yeah.
2: So what right. separates him getting another job from all these other guys who still have a job that are getting paid all this money. Kevin Ollie has the same amount of titles as a lot of these coaches won one.
1: Yeah. That's why that. They...
2: And and I'm looking at, I'm looking at Texas tech soccer smart and these guys making, you know, I think Texas tech coach makes maybe like $6 million. Yeah. He's up there. He's, he's up there, there. 6 million. You he know, he got, he got him to the championship, the, the national championship game. Mm-hmm. And, um, But I'm like, I'm like, dang, you know, this dude did the same. He did the same thing. He won one title. Mm
1: -hmm. And two, two, like really solidifies you to anybody can, well, not anybody can win one, but one can still be fluky. If you get two, that like gets you that respect at a different seat at the table. It does. You know, and to me, I'm like, look, may you rest in peace. Dean Smith won two, but both of his was kind of fluky. Both, I mean, you know, the, they were the Jordan hit the jumper and then dude comes down and passes it right to the Georgetown. The Georgetown dude passes it like right to James Worthy. Yeah. Then you got Michigan and Chris Weber calling time timeout. He won two, but I, I would think yeah. a lot of losers won two. His are the shakiest two of they the are. coaches that have won two. They are
2: they they came down <laughs> to not you having a great team. And um he didn't know, win it with his great teams. He sure did.
1: He that and Sheet
2: and yeah, that, that's, that's so Davison.
1: He didn't
2: win with them dudes. He, he did not. You're right. He's not winning with his great team. But but you know what? And, and that's where I, I think, like I said, different table, a, a different seated table, like Roy Williams. And I told somebody I said here, I said Roy Williams, he won with his good teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even the year that they beat Kentucky with Bam and Fox and um mm-hmm. and Monk, I said, that team was good. I, I thought we were better. You know what I'm saying? Like it came down to a last second shot to beat us,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and, and where the first half, our guys were in foul trouble. But he won it with that team, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he took that team to the promised land. And they, I think they lost a the year before, didn't they? Uh, I, I want to say.
1: Villanova? They, Is that one of Villanova so Somebody,
2: yeah. On, on There you go. Villanova hit, hit the last second, last second three, which was kind of like said, a fluky play. Like, you know, he, they lost on, but you know what he did? They came back and won the thing. You know what I'm saying? They they didn't just have no no disappointing season. They lost in the championship game. They returned and won the championship. So you have to give him you him and Billy Donovan have a different seat at the table. Him Billy Donovan, um, of course, Bobby Knight won his. He actually the last time he won was uh he he won with undefeated team. He also won with Isaiah Thomas, and Man. you know he won with um.
1: Mark hit that jumper.
2: Yes, yeah, Mark. Oh. Yep, yep. Keith smart and um.
1: Or else Bayhound would have two.
2: <laughs> he would. He would. He would.
1: So that's, it's a thin line, but, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah,
2: it is. But, you know, I, I, I don't think people really talk about it that much, you know, because, you know, you look at all these coaches that, that won one and, and we start putting them in graph, like, no, 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 no. They're good coaches. They ain't – no, no, no. I, I can't put them in conversation. Great. They haven't separated – until you can separate yourself from Kevin Ollie. you're not a great coach. Right.
1: Now, speaking of, and we got to get into that – your former coach has, has won two, won one in Kentucky, one one in Louisville. Everything happened. They took the better down.
2: I still count Coach Pete Louisville one, man. Coach Pete, you got two under your belt, man. Come on.
1: That's what I'm saying. They took the banner down. They, yeah. you know, they beat Michigan and all that. He was on – and we saw, you know, he gave Iona a fight. Iona gave Alabama a fight in the first mm-hmm. round. He was on Cameron Mills' show Sunday. And for y'all listeners, we had Cam on a few weeks ago. Coach P is telling Cameron that he's in heaven at Iona. It doesn't <laughs> matter if, if if Kentucky was open, and we know Indiana is open, he's done with the big time. He's going to retire at Iona. And he's, you know, any of these big jobs that come along, he's he's saying he's good. Yeah, you that's know, your coach. You know him better than a lot of people. Right. Is he is he good at Iona now? He's talking about how loyal they were to him. They flew yeah. to hire him, and I'm done with the big time. You don't think he wants another run at a a, a big-time job if if it comes along?
2: You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you, Vanny, sometimes when you have something been so good at it, successful at it, like, it, it brings a, a new headache when you can just, you know, you can relax at it, Iona, man. It's, it's not coach, – coaches made a lot of money.
1: Yeah.
2: And it shouldn't be about the money. I think it's just more about peace of mind. You know, I I think it's just to 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 make sure my name is not tarnished. Cause you know what, he is in my mind, he's a great coach. And I you know, not only because I played for him, but just having played for so many different coaches, and just what I'm talking about is making adjustments and and, and you know recruiting guys and those guys making to the NBA coaches that are successful. We talk about Billy Donovan. Who was one of his one of his, his pupils, is his you know his student, player, and and sister coach him, you know, Tubby, um, you know, Jim O'Brien. We can go down the line, man. Stu Jackson, uh, Van Gundy. I mean, you know, we can just keep naming his son, is has been a successful coach. Uh Steve Maciello, uh Walter McCarty, you know, just guys has been under his tooth. Mick Croner was with him for a minute, Marvin Menzies, who's been a coach. I mean, we can just go down the line of guys that he's – that's been assistant under Coach P, what they've done with him, you know. So it's – you know, I think with him it's just a peace of mind, man. I think, you know, now you – when Coach is six to eight years old, man, I don't don't want one of them jobs like that. Mm. I want to go home and sleep at night. You know what I'm saying? You take the – the Indiana job comes with a lot of pressure. And, you know, that would be a job for like a – a Brad Stevens, if he ever decided to leave Boston Celtics, you know, I'm trying to think of some guys that would do well. And, and it's, it's a challenge that, okay, cool. You know what? That presents a whole new challenge, Mm -hmm. but you got to be ready what comes with that challenge. Mm -hmm. Indiana in their mind still thinking of Indiana, Bobby Knight. They're not. (laughs) Let's, you know, let's not think this Indiana that they're, you're not, you might be getting those fans, those older fans is thinking, okay, this is what y'all did, you know, Twenty some, thirty some years ago, but y'all are really a rebuild. Let's that's Let's that's, that's be honest here. has a rebuild job.
1: The last title, his last title was '87. We were in middle school. I was, I yeah.
2: And you was, and I was, 13. I was, um, I was in middle school. You're right. That's, that's what I'm saying. But
1: a title, Indiana.
2: Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like to me, Indiana is a rebuild job. Like you ain't taking Indiana to be like, oh man. You know, we're going to start getting these top recruits. And we the Indiana. I'm like, no, nobody, nobody's knocking on, on Indiana's door. No recruits are looking at Indiana as being a, a, a destination for them. Yeah. No, they're not. So until you get that coach to get those, you know, start getting those top players. But I tell you what's going to happen, though. I'm seeing it right now. Nate Oates and Eric Musselman, they're going to put some pressure on Kentucky
0: mm-hmm. for top recruits. Mm-hmm.
2: I got that feeling right now I got that feeling because of how they play the athletes they have their style I start I'm, I'm starting thinking I'm like man if these dudes get to elite eight final four because what kids are kids about what's happening now yeah and if you're not relevant now or winning now they're not really c- concerned about what happened you know two or three years from now it's like okay who is the hottest? what's the hottest place to go and play and showcase my talent? And I'm looking at Eric Musselman, I'm looking at Nate Oates, and I'm just like, man, there, there might be two dudes you want in the conference right now. So they, is, they got some energy with them.
1: Is And that's the buzzing question, you know, the fans want to know, the media wants to know, is how much is Cal going to change? Is Cal going to change his style, change his philosophy? Is he going to? because he's been ahead of the curve on the one-and-dones. He's been ahead of the curve on transfer, He's been ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. With these two dudes coming in, nipping at his heels and new kids on the block trying to flex in his league, is he going to try to play that style? Is he still going to have a bunch of bigs out there? Is he going to get some shooters? What do you think? How much tweaking do you think he'll do to his philosophy, and will he be more of an offensive coach? We see Nick Saban in Alabama. They're scoring 40 points a game now, and he's a defensive guy. Yeah. You think Cal is going to kind of change the way? I got to get some shooting in here. I got to get some a little more. What do you think? Or just get guys Well, can- um,
2: you know? It, it's funny you say that because I I think that that depends on who's on your staff. Like like your like your assistant, your head associate, your assistant coaches. Like like they got to come over with a different game plan because I, I think this year we got we got some. I'm not gonna say top recruit top, top recruits on on paper but not in performance. We didn't get that. So now you got to go out and start recruiting differently. And, and you got to be able to play some small ball, like some six, seven, six, eight, Like those guys present problems. And when you have a, a player like Sar, like Sar is not going to be a back-to-the-basket player. I didn't see. He was kind of like a, a scholar this year where they kept trying to make him post-play, post-play, man, go down there and post. He didn't want to be down there. He was mm-hmm. like, Coach, I, I'm too thin. That ain't my game, but I'm saying you can't force me to do something I'm not comfortable doing, and that's what I look at these other teams where they have like a uh, like Justin Smith, like you got six, seven, six, 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 eight, six, nine guy. Them guys want to be on the ground. Those guys want to drill the ball. They they want to show showcase their talent and show you their skill set. And when you're not allowing me to do that, and you just gonna make me do something that I'm not comfortable doing, guys gonna start bucking the system. They're gonna be like, it's is not gonna work for me. And you're going to start seeing more and more guys. Cause I, I told a guy this other there, so you got to know who the assistant coaches are. You got to see if that style fits your son, first of all. Where do my son fit in to that style of play? You got you to gotta really watch the game of basketball before you actually have your son sign a letter of intent to go anywhere. Cause it don't make sense. Why am I? I'm not going to a school to, to transfer. Like, that's not my goal. Like, I'm not. It's almost like getting married to get a divorce. You know, you're really looking at You should do your homework. Okay, yeah. man, this woman right here, she she don't cook. She don't clean. You know what I'm saying? Um, every time I come home, you know, I'm telling her, you got to put this up. You got to do this. You know, so you already, so you know what you're marrying. You know what I'm saying? So you already know what you're getting yourself into. So most guys will be like, no, nah, I ain't going to work for me. I'm not going to be happy. And the same thing with the, with the player trying to go to a university, do your homework. You're going to spend most of your time with the assistant coach, head coach, the head coach has a lot of things on his plate. You know, he's going to be at practice of course, but when it comes to your training, you working out, um, you know, you get to know uh, who the next recruit is going to come in and you know, how do I fit on this team right, right here? Uh, what I need to do. You need to know all those things before you come. You need to ask those questions before you ever sign a letter of intent, because if not, you sign a letter of intent to transfer to another school because you're not happy. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And before that happens, make sure, you know, you've done your homework on uh, how do I fit in playing, playing uh, tempo, playing time. I'm not really concerned about playing time, but, but I still think if there's someone ahead of you, like how good is a player ahead of you? And you yeah. got to be honest with that coach. Hey, coach, <laughs> I know such and such is there, you know, and am I going to play behind it? No. Yeah. And if, I think it's just a coach, to be honest. Yeah. So before, before you make that mistake, yeah, you know, he's pretty damn good. And if, you know, it, but I know he's gonna make you a better player. So I if you welcome the challenge, I will tell you come on and take that challenge. But if you want to just start right away, this might not be the this might not be the place for you because I did because unless he gets hurt, he's playing. And, and and I and I had that and I had that situation when I was at New Mexico State when a dad called me. And I'm like, I said, listen, man, this dude in front of you, man, that dude can ball. That dude is a pit bull. He brings it every day. Your son? "Uh Uh-uh. No, dude. I said, here's "Here's another question. Ask your son, can he beat him? And see what he say. And if he say he he can beat him, he's lying. He's a liar. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you sent us a liar. He kicks his ass every day at practice. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I say every day, Benny, he was kicking his ass every day at practice. But when you're getting your ass kicked every day at practice, let me tell you this. Two things do going to happen. Either you're going to quit or you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. That's all that's going to happen. Either you're going to quit or you're going to get better. Oh, let me, I forgot three things. Or you're going to transfer. That's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Right. Three things will happen. You're going to quit, get better, transfer. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those are your three options. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm telling a recruit when – I have this dude in front of me that's really, really good. Here are your three options. You can come there. Cause some dudes they'll make you quit, man. they would be like, man, yeah. I don't like this smoke, man. Yeah. He bring that smoke every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about it, man. if any somebody bring that smoke every day, you can be like, man, I'm about to get a new job, man. You know what I'm saying? This ain't the job. You know, what I'm but but yeah. but but now, but that might be who you you might be that dude. You might, you might. You might not be. You might not be up for the challenge, man. So you got to know your personality, your temperature, and, it's, and here's the thing, too, Vinny. It's okay, man. It's okay to quit. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, go, go do something else. It might not. This, this might not. You might not have a future playing basketball. Just think about it. It's not for everyone.
1: As far as the future of the roster, we we finding some stuff out. We ask you is going to be back. Dante Allen's going to be back. Lance Ware said he's coming back. Toppin is probably back. Mintz and Keon are kind of in. I don't know. Keon Brooks, I don't know. Davion Mintz, I don't know. Boston, Clark, Isaiah Jackson are gone. Isaiah Jackson left the door open. He didn't sign with an agent, but Clark, Terrence Clark and Brandon Boston are gone, and they don't think SAR is going to Take advantage of his free year to come back either. So that's where we are as of now with this team. <laughs>
2: uh, how can I come in, man? How can I come in and keep and, and keep it keep it nice? You know what I'm saying? Where you wish kids well. And that's all you can do, man. You know, you gotta make, you gotta make a grown man decision. And you know, if, if something's not working out, you figure you find out there's something better out there, go do it. Go get it done, man. But I can tell you this right now. If you hit that G League, you know, like I said about them dogs down there, them grown men, they're uh-huh. trying to feed their family and kids. That's what's going to happen. If you, and even We're talking about the G League, the, the, the NBA. You, if you can't play, and I've said this before on some of our, probably one of our previous podcasts, players know within maybe a few hours, a couple of practice, if you're an NBA player. Mm. We know that. You ain't fool. Like you might, you might have somebody else fooled, but we know if you can play basketball or not. You ain't tricking us, man. Like you, you, like you can't trick somebody that's been playing and that's really good at it. When you come in and you 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 mediocre to average, and you are trying to think you're an NBA player. Like mm. no, dude, you just hear, you hear, you a body. Mm. You like a tenth, eleventh guy. Like we picking you up from the sideline. Oh, you see that? Oh yeah. You want to you want to come play with us, man? And we ain't even thinking that you that you're good enough. Really, you just a, you just a fifth player.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: when you make that decision, you better, you, better be, you better be sure that you can play basketball.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think – and then Coach Cal, you on his staff. You know, he, he's told many guys, as he said, mm-hmm. when you play Kentucky, Kentucky, because there's so many televised games, you will get exposed if you can't mm-hmm. play basketball. Mm-hmm. And I think what we saw this year – and this is what I'm saying, like going back to the drawing board, working on your game, coming back and being a better player the next season – a few of these guys got exposed, and what we found out was, like I said, being overrated is you know not to say you can't go and be a, a really good NBA player, but what you showcase in all the games we saw was not good basketball.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it and it was, if you were good enough, we would have won more than how many games? Nine games? Like uh-huh. when was it like? And I know this was a crazy year because of COVID and. You know, some of the restrictions and not being able to, you know, play a, a full season. But a full season would have been more losses. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> you would have saw. And how many losses? We finished what, what fifteen or sixteen losses?
1: Mm-hmm, sixteen. Oh,
2: it, it probably it, it would have easily been twenty some losses. So it, it would have been historically a, a, a really really bad season with more losses. But, you know, I will say this: the conference. Because the coaching has gotten better, the the, the conference is more challenging now. Like it's not going to be you walking through this conference anymore. I I think, like I said, with Nate Oates, Eric Musselman, uh, those are two guys, and Mike White would be right. He'd be right in the middle somewhere. He really, I really am not excited about his coaching style. He's another coach that you know. I'm 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 watching Florida play. He's borderline. But I'm watching Florida play. I'm like, how can y'all still this late in the season? Still be turning the ball over 18, 19 times the game. Mm-hmm. Like, how far are y'all gonna go? Like I'm looking at it right now and I'm thinking to myself, y'all playing against a team, and I, and Or Roberts is okay. Like, you know, they're they're not, a, we don't know, they don't have a step curve in the team. That's some good, they have two really good players, mm-hmm. but they don't have a household name that we can just ride throughout the tournament. Yeah, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. But a game that you had to lead and you probably should have won the game. You gotta be you gotta figure out how can we get our best player the ball without turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Period. And Trey Man got to be the best the, the best player on the court. Yep. But you know, back to what I'm saying about Mike White being a good coach is that our, I think sometimes we use the term good loosely. Where mm-hmm. like what makes you a good coach? Mm-hmm. Okay, you win games. But when you get to this, when you get you get to this Mars Madness and you get there every other year, if you keep getting there, like, I expect you to advance to, to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, maybe Final Four. And I, I feel like the same way for uh, for Leonard Hamilton, FSU. You've had a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave you out either. You had a lot of talent over the last 10, 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So when are you going to take the next step to get your team to a Final Four mm-hmm. and stop getting to the Sweet 16, Elite 8 game, and that's it for you? Like, it's like, oh, I can't get up. But But it's saying that the Elite 8 is, to me, the toughest game to win
1: BBN for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while you know about our friends at La Terrain those fire watches the Red Crest the Voyager so many different types of varieties you know that TD and all his teammates from the 96 championship team have gotten together with La Terrain they got the 25th anniversary watch you guys have seen how glorious that is you listened last week, Alan Cutland, Dr. John Wong, we on here talking about Alan's book, Cut to the Chase. If you purchase the 25th anniversary watch, you get a free copy of Alan's book, Cut to the Chase. So just another reason, if you didn't have enough reasons already, to go to LawTerrain.com and get yourself a watch. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E dot com and go check out what Dave and Ben are doing. You won't be disappointed.
2: What I mean, you only have a day to prepare for that team. It's not like you got two weeks, a week, seven days. You got one day to come up with your best coaching job. And what I mean by best coaching job, having a plan and then having a counter and being able to make an adjustment. That's how you win a lead eight game. You don't win a lead eight game by you watching film all night. You got your, your assistant coaches that have done their scouting report. You've got to make a change during the game. And most coaches struggle with that because if they've never been to that game before, they don't know what to do. But if I've been there and, and with a really good team, and this is where Coach Cal, we made to the lead A game in 95, and we lost to Stackhouse, Rasheed, and McGinnis. And there were some adjustment that we didn't make. And I know our coaching staff and coach learned from that game that, okay, we get to this lead A game. How do we get to the next game? And our lead A game was against my '96 year. Who you think it was? See if you know. Take you back in memory lane. Play that Wake Forest, mm-hmm. five-time oh, uh, NBA champion.
1: Oh, uh, Duncan and them. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But beat beat them down. Beat the brakes <laughs> off of them. It wasn't. It wasn't even close. But we did something that most teams don't do. You can't trap a big that can pass the ball with a small player. You know why? See
1: huh? You see over top of
2: whoever. Thank know. you. So a lot of these, so these coaching and teams, they, they trap with a little guard. I'm like, why are you sending a little dude? You got to send – and what the game is, Shane, and big bigs are really good passing ball, but they're not big passing big against a big, another big tall guy. Mm-hmm. It's like two guards. When we when we converge on two – like, let's say a six. I'm 6'1", six and let's say a guy is – but I had 6'10 wingspan and somebody's 6'1", six, six and another 6'4". If we were to trap this guy, we're going to make it tougher to pass out. And the same thing kind of with bigs is that you can't trap a big with a small player, especially the big can pass, mm-hmm. but the elite eight game, you got to make change. You got to make adjustments. And, and, and just watch, watch how the elite eight games go. The I mean, sweet 16 is get, The better teams have gotten there. You know, you're going to start seeing, but the elite eight game, those are the most important games. Yeah. You know, you want to get to that final weekend, of course, but I like the elite eight game. I like to see what coaches do in that, those particular situations.
1: And, and to that point, and I got one more thing before we wrap it up. You said uh, Kentucky, the Elite Eight game being the hardest. Uh, Kentucky's the only game in the NCAA tournament they got a losing record historically is in the Elite Eight. They got a winning record in every round.
2: I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah. But, so you, you ain't lying about that Elite Eight.
2: Hey, it, it's tough, man. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've been there before. I, I've been there twice. And I felt the pressure. You know, because now you know, man, we win this game, we win the Final Four. So, mm-hmm. so, but, but here's another thing, too. The players, but I think if the coach is loose, if the players have been there before, because I, I lost in the lead A game. So I knew, I was like, man, we get back here, we're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I had I had been there before. But if you've never been there, you do know the pressure of being in the lead A game. And that's what I'm saying about the experience part of, like, you know, some of these coaches that, a coach that's coached in it, with a really good team that returns, if you return everyone, you got to know. Okay, we're gonna win. We're gonna win our first round, second round game. Now I can win our third round game. That's it. That's
1: it. So before we close with that, man, I gotta give a quick shout out to my my and County Black Bears playing the 13th Region Tournament night tonight against Okay and Corbin Big Ups. Big ups. So uh, and on a sad note, our. uh, Kentucky women's team right now losing to Iowa in the second round. The Cats are a four seed. was a five seed. Iowa's up 58-39 right now. Four minutes left in the third quarter. So that's... that's you said,
2: 58 what? 58-39 Iowa. Four you minutes only got
1: 39 in the,
2: points?
1: In the third quarter. Four minutes left in the third quarter. Uh So that's not going good for our Kentucky women's basketball team right now. Oh, man. Um, yes. And lastly, I gotta ask you this, because We talked about it all year long. Dwayne Peavy goes to DePaul. KP goes to the Knicks. DePaul makes a change. They have a head coaching opening. So we know Peavy, of course, is going to call KP. KP is already interviewed for the DePaul job. Uh, A reporter from the Chicago Tribune said DePaul is zeroing in on Kenny Payne. So you think that KP is about to be the next coach at DePaul?
2: Hey, if he wants to be a head coach. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's the perfect opportunity, you know, to to get what you've been asking for, you know, now because Kenny has interviewed for jobs. But I, I don't think the the 80s and the, and the president really serious about hiring him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, OK, yeah, we'll interview you. But how serious are we behind this yeah. dude want to hire him?
1: Yeah. This is real.
2: Like like you going in and you already know I know this dude. He know me. Yeah now, all. Yeah, now, yeah. now, now, now we're just getting the money, and then we're getting the money straight. You know what I'm saying? you are just, just trying to compensate me now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what it boils down to is compensation, because you know, you know what I can do. You know, put it like this. You know who I am? Who said who said that? Uh,
1: My Kevin God. Durant. Oh yeah, Kevin Durant.
2: Totally. Yeah. He, he talking about talking about uh, who, who was trying to guard him was uh Patrick Beverley. He's like, you know who I am. <laughs> so. Right. So KP, dude, you know, man, Dwayne P, you know who I am. Mm-hmm. So so let, let's let's cut to the chase, man. We ain't gotta have no twelve, no six hour. Mean show me around the campus and kind of <laughs> dude.
1: Skip all that. Yeah.
2: How much you paying me? <laughs> hey, man, I'm going straight to how much money y'all got. In y'all, how much money y'all got in y'all budget? <laughs> hey man, I'm not. Hey man, like I tell, I'm not playing. I'm too old to be playing games, man. Like no, nah, dude, don't bring. Don't bring me, put it like this, stop wasting my time. And this is mm-hmm. what I told somebody up there, I said, listen, here's where I met with time. Dude, I don't have a lot of it, I, I well, I don't know how much I got left, but I don't like wasting my time. I'm 47, if you're gonna hire me, hire me. If you're not, man, hey, listen, dude, don't waste my time, man. Well, I, I don't want to spend over three or four hours that I can't get, ever get back talking to you about nothing. <laughs> talking to you about not hiring, about not paying me my money before I, get on, before I even get on a flight to come there. How much money do y'all have in our budget? How much y'all trying to pay me? Like, what, what, where are we starting at? Are we starting with, are we starting with how much I'm getting paid right now? That's, put it like this, Ben, before we get off. That's where negotiations start with. It starts at what I'm making right now and up. Mm -hmm. Nothing below that. Anything below that, do not call, do not pick up, don't call me, man. Don't waste my time. Cause that's where, that's where you cut all this BS out is if you wanna hire me, the negotiations start with how much money I'm making right now.
1: That's it, cut and dry. You did your thing on the radio. You did your thing on TV. This past couple of weeks, you like one better than the other. Are you cool? Are you are you just good? Man, at both? I, you know
2: what? I, I I try to I try to stay versatile, man. I try to do both and try to be the best I can be at both of them, man. I I really enjoy radio. I love being on TV with the with the right people, and the same thing with radio. You get a good play by play guy, a good host, man. That that's who makes a show like they. They are the ones just teeing us up and just making us, you know, look great at what we do. And uh either, either way doesn't matter. And, and even the podcast, man. You know, I, I I like doing my thing on the podcast now.
1: For sure, for sure. Hey, and so many people want to listen because you know, I get so many comments. You can do on a podcast with TV, still, still so many people's favorite player, still got memories of double zero. So hey, and I appreciate and knowledge. Hey, people appreciate more listeners because you will here hear it than if you weren't, I know that.
2: <laughs> well, we, well we, we, like I said, the next, we got, we got, we got to get these women on next time, man. Yeah. So that's our job. Sure. We,
1: couple we, ladies. Had, we had the little, we had a little Jordan from Ole Miss talking trash cause they beat us. So now we got to get, we got to get Anna rescheduled and a uh, uh, couple that you text me. We got them in the works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we definitely going to have it. Gonna make it happen for sure. Appreciate you as always, man. Hope you got good practice tonight.
0: Yes, sir. enjoy
1: hearing you do your thing on TV and radio. Like I said, I listened to you more on the radio than I was watching the game because I was out and about doing stuff. So I pop on the the tune in app on the phone. So it was was cool hearing y'all. But yeah, man, do you enjoy this episode? We'll see how the rest of the tournament goes. It'll be Elite Eight next week. So it's been another episode of Believe in Kentucky Four. UK Hall of Famer Tony Duck. My name is Vinny Hardy. It's been another episode of Believing in Kentucky presented by Bet Online. Download, subscribe, rate, review, and we'll catch y'all next week.